Hello, cookbook lover, and welcome to the Cookbook Divas podcast. My name is Katie, and I'm going to be hosting this episode by myself today. February is a bit of a slow month. I'm really hoping next week has a little more cookbooks, but it's not looking so bright. But this week, for now, we're going to stick with February 1st through the 7th, all the cookbook releases for that. Uh, So welcome, and let's just get started. So the first cookbook that I was really drawn to was Crazy for Cookies, Brownies, and Bars, Super Fast, Made from Scratch Sweets, Treats, and Desserts. Mouthful. This is by Dorothy Kern, and it comes out February 1st. She guarantees that we can be world-class cookie bakers. I believe it. I'm excited. So Dorothy Kern is one of the most trusted and widely read baking bloggers on earth. Wow. Her recipes are all very easy to make. They're all very delicious. They're full of creative new flavor ideas. And in this particular cookbook, you'll find more than 85 recipes, each with its own photo. That's in bold right now. So some of the recipes you will find are traditional ones, like a obviously the best chocolate chip cookie. There are raspberry almond spirals. She also has orange dream cookies and then a chocolate peanut butter potato chip cookie. But then she goes beyond the traditional flavors of cookies. So she has a apple shortbread bar, a caramel crunch bar, These sound pretty normal. Uh, There's a vanilla lover's white chocolate brownie. Okay, so that is a brownie that I would die to have now, but especially as a kid, because I used to hate chocolate. I don't know what's wrong with me. She has a a fruit tart cookie cup and then a birthday cookie cake. That's probably really good. So she has a whole bunch of amazing crowd pleasers and all of your family and friends are really going to love this cookbook. I can't wait to check out this cookbook. So that is Crazy for Cookies, Brownies and Bars by Dorothy Kern. And I'll make sure to put her blog in our show notes. So check that out. Next up, we have The Slow Cook, 80 Modern and Delicious Slow Cooked Recipes. This is by Justine Schofield, and it comes out February 1st. And like it says in the title, there are 80 crowd-pleasing slow-cooked meals that couldn't be simpler to prepare. And there's instructions for even oven baking, stovetop, and slow cookers. I know that in the wintertime and early spring and almost throughout fall, because we live in Seattle, slow cookers are pretty amazing for us. Uh, It's usually fairly cold. So this is something that's really easy. You throw everything together in a pot and walk away. And then you come back eight hours later and then voila, it's all done. So some of the recipes included are eggplant and mushroom cottage pie. She has a one pot chicken parmigiana. Japanese chicken curry. Ooh, that's going to be good. Beef pho. She has a Greek lamb and risoni stew. A lamb biryani. Sticky date pudding and lemon delicious. I don't know what that is, but it sounds fantastic. The photos are glorious throughout the book. It looks like a lot of these have photos right next to the actual recipe. And I am seeing even a creme brulee recipe. I had no idea you could do a slow cooker creme brulee. So I'm very curious about this cookbook. It's called The Slow Cook, 
80 modern and delicious slow-cooked recipes. Next up, I wanted to mention this real fast. So we have Reader's Digest plant-based cooking for everyone. There are more than 150 delicious, healthy recipes that the whole family will enjoy. All of these come from Reader's Digest, and it's all plant-based cooking. Plant-based cooking, as a lot of us have become aware of, is becoming more of a fad diet. Um, And a lot of people are starting to eat more plant-based, which is great. Like, it's wonderful. So you can lose weight, live longer, prevent heart disease. There's so many things that you can do health-wise, but it can actually be really tasty, too. So there's 150 recipes, like it says in the title. There are healthy breakfasts, entrees, quick meals, even desserts. So they include things like banana blueberry pancakes. They have gluten-free stuff, so best gluten-free chocolate cake. They provide basic information on key nutrients and ingredients and the benefits of plant-based eating throughout this book. There are tips on how to build a plant-based pantry if you wanted to permanently go plant-based. There are sample meal plans that pull recipes together for different needs. So like if you're on a budget, there's a whole thing for that. In a hurry, heart healthy, low fat, all of that stuff. There's even additions and substitutions for those who just don't want to give up meat entirely, as well as those who want to go in completely vegan. So very, very cool stuff. And Reader's Digest is fairly reliable. So check out Reader's Digest, plant-based cooking for everybody. This is by the editors of Reader's Digest. The next cookbook I want to talk about is Roots, a Jamaican cookbook. This is by Christian Smith. It comes out February 6th. And this is inspired by his multicultural upbringing. He's a professional chef, and he's set out to recreate the mouthwatering flavors present in all of his favorite Jamaican dishes from childhood. The result of over a decade's worth of experimenting with the best methods and ingredients needed for authentic Caribbean experience. Roots invites cooks of all backgrounds and skill levels to bring the delectable dishes of Jamaica into their lives. I haven't seen a Jamaican cookbook, and I'm really excited to get my hands on this one. You can rig your own grill to get set up for a traditional jerk grilling. There's crafting cocktails that pair perfectly with both meat and veggie-centric dishes. This cookbook is super full of easy-to-follow recipes and invaluable instruction on how to enjoy Jamaican food anywhere in the world. The chapters included are main dishes, their sides, beverages, and desserts, along with tantalizing photographs of every dish. I love that these cookbooks are coming out with all these beautiful photos, so check it out. It's Roots, a Jamaican cookbook. This is by Christian Smith. The next cookbook on my list is something I I think a lot of us hold near and dear. It's uh, Taco Loco, Mexican Street Food from Scratch. It's by Jonas Cramby, and it comes out February 1st. I love Mexican street food so much. I love all Mexican food, but for some reason, Mexican street food, just it it's perfect. It's my comfort food. So this cookbook is really interesting because it features 34 delicious recipes alongside stunning travel photography. So you'll see tasty, freshly deep-fried totopos standing beside a wobbly stall in one of Mexico City's chaotic street 
marcados. Eat the mysterious dish barbacoa, a goat buried in the ground with glowing coals, a crucifix, and a bottle of mezcal. Jonas Cramby takes the reader on a journey to create simple Mexican dishes at home, from small dishes to sweets and drinks, and of course, we have tacos. So I'm very excited. It looks really fun. The paletas look beautiful in the cookbook. The photography of Mexico is super fantastic. I want to go back and actually go explore more of, you know, go more to Mexico City. It's just a really cool cookbook. And I feel like it might be under the radar for a lot of people. But this one's, I think, one to definitely look out for. So this is Taco Loco. Mexican Street Food from Scratch by Jonas Cramby. So the next book isn't a cookbook, but I had to mention it. It's actually a republished of a book we've had before. It's called The Man Who Ate Too Much, The Life of James Beard. Uh, This is by John Birdsall, and it comes out February 1st, 2022, and it's in paperback. So this is a biography of James Beard. And, you know, even I, I will admit, I have, I had no idea this was a real person. I feel awful. Of course it is a real person. So obviously best known, but least understood food personality out there. And uh, we don't, I think a lot of us don't know how he actually shaped the culinary world that we see today. So this is a if for any food foodies out there or food history people want to go check this out. I think this is a really I think this is a gem of a find. So this is The Man Who Ate Too Much, The Life of James Beard. It comes out February 1st by John Birdsall. The next cookbook, I love America's Test Kitchen, and I think a lot of you guys do too. It is the Savory Baker. 150 creative recipes from classic to modern. I don't do a lot of savory bakes, but it's something I would like to explore, and this would be a perfect opportunity for this. This is the ultimate guide to savory baking using fragrant spices, herbs, produce, cheese, meat, and so much more. So as a lot of us know, baking is a lot more than just desserts, although I think a lot of us prefer desserts. This is a very cool collection of one of the few to focus solely on the savory side of baking. So there's so many flavor possibilities out there, and America's Test Kitchen definitely provides. You can get inspired by creative twists like gochujang-filled puff pastry pinwheels or feta-studded dill zucchini bread, a sample traditional baked good from around the world from Chinese, I've never heard, I've never, I don't know what this is, but it's a bao, but it's lap chung bao. There's also Brazilian pao ke... Pau de Queijo, which I also don't know about. These recipes are really flexible and it helps keeps things really simple by using a lot of them suggest buying store bought dough and crusts, but they also include recipes so that you can make all of these things from scratch if you really wanted to. So no matter what kind of baker baker you are, you'll be inspired by all the irresistible flavors. They have quick bread, scones, biscuits, and pastries. In a chapter, you've got tarts, galettes, and pies, and that includes a Jamaican spiced beef patty, flaky galette with corn, tomatoes, and bacon, 
there are batter and stovetop, quote, bakes. So popovers, which I haven't had in a million years. They have bread pudding recipes with butternut squash and spinach. So you can do that for brunch. There's savory pancakes, which you can do any day of the week. Um, they include flatbreads, pizzas, rolls, and loaves, which are f- a favorite for all around the world. There's northern Indian potato stuffed flatbread. You can do mushroom crescent rolls or pizza monkey bread. There's all kinds of bakes in here for all levels of baker and for all ages, too, to enjoy. So definitely check out The Savory Baker, 150 Creative Recipes from Classic to Modern by America's Test Kitchen. The next cookbook we have on our list is the Steger or Steger Homestead Kitchen, Simple Recipes for an Abundant Life. This is by Will Steger and Beth Dooley, along with Rita Mae Steger. So this cookbook is an inspiring and down-to-earth collection of meals and memories gathered at the Homestead, the home of the Arctic explorer and environmental activist Will Steger, located in the North Woods near Eli, Minnesota. This was founded in 1988. The Steger Wilderness Center was established to model viable carbon-neutral solutions, teach ecological stewardship, and address climate change. So in her role as a homestead chef, Will's niece, Rita May, creates delicious and hearty meals that become a cornerstone experience for visitors from all around the world. Now with this cookbook, home chefs can make her simple hearty meals to share around their own homestead tables, interwoven with dozens of mouthwatering recipes such as generous breakfasts like almond berry griddle cakes, warming lunches like a Northwoods mushroom wild rice soup. She has elegant dinner options. One of them is a a spatchcock chicken with maple blueberry glaze. And she also has a dessert. And the one she features is a very carrot cake. So this is a really interesting, cute, homely Wholesome Cookbook, The Steger Homestead Kitchen by Will Steger, Beth Dooley, and Rita Mae Steger. Next up, we have a really fun cookbook. It's Big Zoo's Big Eats. This is by Big Zoo. He is a grime artist, which I had to look up. It's it's basically like rap and electronica from the UK. And it's so fun, and it's now one of my favorite things to listen to. But his cookbook is really cool, too, because he has a, more hidden talents. He has a flair in the kitchen. So accompanying his hit TV series on Dave, Big Zoo's debut cookbook, Big Zoo's Big Eat, celebrates flavor, family, and food with a West African twist. Uh, he's a self-taught chef. And he's really determined to show us that cooking can be fun and affordable. You can discover more than 100 mouthwatering recipes infused with Zoo's signature style, including dishes from the show and brand new originals. I'm going to have to figure out where his show is, and I'll post that in the show notes when I can. Uh, He has from Doritos, Fried Chicken, there's Sumac, Seabass, and Big Bang Broccoli to... Mama Zoo's jollof or holof rice. There's vegan donor kebabs and Swedish cinnamon. 
Cinnamendum buns? I'm not even kidding. Cinnamendum. Interesting. Uh, this cookbook will this cookbook will up your kitchen vibes and prove that you don't need a Michelin star education to chef up some serious food creations. This is such a cool cookbook. It's vibrant. It's fun and playful. And I definitely am looking forward to checking this out. It's Big Zoo's Big Eats. This is by obviously Big Zoo. The next cookbook I am really curious about is High Cocktails, Psychoactive Non-Alcoholic Cocktails. This is by Noah Tucker, Anthony Joseph, and Jules Marshall. It comes out February 1st. I wasn't sure if I should include it because the, the cover, it was like, I don't know, it's spellbinding. It's it's very woo looking, but it it's also kind of corny. And But when I looked it up, it's actually quite a fantastic cookbook. Um, so this is the first book to bring together 20 alcoholic-free, psychoactive cocktail recipes. So this might actually be the most important book ever written on psychedelic mixed drinks. High Cocktails is written with academic rigor, caution, expert insight, and the mixological mastery of some of the best bartenders and chefs in the world. All packaged in a gorgeously photographed book, fit for every coffee table. Like I said, this cover is magical and glorious, so I wasn't even sure if it was real. Whether or not you know your kratom for your canna, I have no idea, or your blue lotus from your ayahuasca, this is the book for you. It is quite simply the future of drinking. So that was a whole quote by Philip Duff, and he is the award, an award-winning head of spirits and cocktail engagement and education with liquid solutions. So this has 20 alcohol-free psychoactive cocktail recipes. The chefs are Noah Tucker and Anthony Joseph in collaboration with four of the world's top mixologists. It features exclusive research into some of the world's most interesting psychoactive plants and the alchemy involved in making cocktails with these ingredients. This is really, really fascinating. So this is kind of the start of a project called High Cuisine, where chefs cook with legal mind-altering herbs like weed, there's truffles, and kratom. This led to this cookbook and a TV series. So this will be really interesting, uh, really cool stuff. I'm very much looking forward to flipping through this. This is High Cocktails, Psychoactive Non-Alcoholic Cocktails by Noah Taylor, Anthony Joseph, and Jules Marshall. And finally, the last cookbook on this list today, before I stop gabbing at you, it is Carving Kitchen Tools. This is by Moa Brandstrom Ott. It comes out February 1st. It's not really a cookbook, but if we are all in the kitchen, we should probably know our tools. <laughs> and I, what better way of learning about tools than a book? We love books, obviously. So I'm not even joking. This whole book breaks down different kinds of tools in your kitchen. And that that can be from finishing all of the wood carving knives, what kind of finishes there are on the knife, like if it's wood or metal or whatever it is, how to hold each utensil, how to carve things with said utensil. There And there's so many utensils in here that I've never really seen. You can even do whittling techniques. So I'm assuming like when you peel things like apples, if you wanted to do cool stuff with that. 
So if you're unsure about how to use certain kitchen gadgets or carving tools, check this cookbook out, especially if you're somebody that is thinking about hosting for the next year's holidays. I know that I struggle with all of this stuff, so I might actually pick this up. This is Carving Kitchen Tools. This is my Moa Brandstrom Ott. And that is the end of this podcast episode. Woo! There was a lot of cool cookbooks in there. I'm really looking forward to what the future holds for cookbooks. March is going to ramp up a lot. So be prepared. I say this clutching my wallet. If you guys are looking for some more, if you guys like this podcast, make sure to share this with other cookbook friends and to and to leave a rating and review on your favorite listening app. It really helps us out and it lets us know how we're doing and it also helps the algorithm. If you guys let if you guys want to check out other if you're interested in checking out other cookbook content, you can head over to our Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest and our YouTube channel where we like to do a lot of reviews on new cookbooks that we get. You can actually see the inside. So make sure to stay tuned for that. We like to publish every Friday, so make sure to come on by. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week.